Thursday night and we are live. Hope everybody's doing good. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Let's hop right into this. Now, here's the thing I wanted to cover with you just briefly. We could talk more about the Trump case, but there is nothing to the Trump case. And we'll go over it a little bit later. I have one video on it I want to show you, but it's really all about Joe Biden. So let's let's delve deep into Joe Biden because everything is actually a reaction. Not It's not a reaction by the DOJ. It's a reaction by the globalist, leftist, bourgeois, elitist. Understand that. The, yes, the DOJ is corrupted by these people, but we don't, there is no more Washington, D.C. As you and I, I'm 54, have been raised to think of it throughout our, throughout our years. That, that's long gone. Not saying we can't get it back, but there is no Washington. 98% of the citizenry in Washington, D.C., voted for Joe Biden. Understand, it's where they're having the corrupt trials of Steve Bannon, corrupt trials of General Flynn, corrupt future corrupt trial of Peter Navarro. That's where you had Michael Sussman, who was actually found, unbelievably found guilty in, in, a, uh, in a D.C. court, but then completely put right back into his old life. He's, he was disbarred. Now he's got his license back, working as an attorney. That is where you have the FBI in a Perkins Coie office, Perkins Coie of Michael Sussman, Perkins Coie of Mark Elias, even though Sussman is an attorney for the FBI, he, what, he ran the office, and it's hard to even frame this into verbiage, he ran the FBI's office inside of Washington, D.C.'s Perkins Coie office. So there is no independent D.C., it is owned by Beijing. And you're like, what about the World Economic Forum? I understand World Economic Forum and, right, and Beijing right now are hand in glove. Basically, Beijing is the money behind the World Economic Forum. Beijing is like the FBI is for the Democratic Party. Beijing is the Gestapo for the World Economic Forum, as the FBI is for the Democratic Party and the globalist left. So you have all sorts of, of police forces for the globalist left. The Capitol Police is a police force for the globalist left who are actually setting up police stations all throughout the United States to monitor any sort of threat to the 435 congressmen and women that we have and 100 senators that we have. You know, all those 535 people need their own police stations throughout the country, not to mention the 2,700 Capitol Police officers for a two-square-mile area in D.C. when you've got less than 800 officers in Seattle and less than 900 officers in Detroit. But in a two-square-mile area in D.C., you got 2,700 officers protecting Dan Goldman and Nancy Pelosi. Now, here's one thing I'm going to show you. The reason why I said Dan Goldman, he's coming up here. I'm going to show you in a video who he is, and I'll, I'll introduce him to you in a second. But one thing, we, 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 we've, got, we've covered the Trump allegations, 39 uh, felonious counts, violations of the Espionage Act, for him being in possession of classified documents that he already declassified. And that, so there's no, we, do we know exactly? Yes, we have the alleged map that he showed to some staffers. That's an audio tape. Which, by the way, this was at a Trump resort. I can't remember whether it was the, his summer resort in, in Jersey or whether it was Mar-a-Lago. I believe it was the one in New Jersey. Where he is saying to these staffers and alleged maybe future author of a Trump autobiography. He's talking about this map. Now, 
what, 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 what do they have in all of these resorts now? What, what's everywhere? What's mounted on every wall? Now, they have an audio recording, but what's, what's, what's mounted on every wall is a video camera, but no, no video of Trump actually. Hey, look at this. Look at this confidential map. Look at this classified map that I could show you. No video footage. You, you honestly think that Jackie Smith, Jackie Smith, IRX, uh, IRS, Tea Party hoaxer, Jack Smith, formerly from the Hague, globalist prosecutor, prosecuting globalist crimes, probably vaccine-related crimes that aren't crimes. You don't think there might be a video camera there somewhere in the Trump resorts? I think there might be there might be a video camera. But of course, strangely, all they have is some sort of fuzzy audio recording of Trump saying things about let me show you let me show you a map. All right. So and in regardless of that, they don't even have by the way, they don't even I'm mean, here I am talking about the Trump case. I didn't mean to talk about the Trump case, but they don't have a copy of the map. Don't you think they would have secured that? Just so you know, they don't have it. So it doesn't exist at all. They don't have any any sort of actual physical evidence whatsoever. But I digress. So we'll talk more about Trump in a minute. But again, this is all about covering for Biden. When it when it was found out, and this all goes back to the Biden, Poroshenko, Onoshenko, Burisma stuff. Joe Biden is in possession of many classified documents about his own dealings with Burisma and with Poroshenko. Poroshenko, Onoshenko, uh, these these now. The reason why I've got to look at the sheet is I've got to remember how to actually pronounce some of these names. Thank God I have Aaron that can do better, does better with Ukrainian names than I do. Uh, Zolkevsky uh, is another one who was the uh, their ecology minister. These are all meetings that Joe, 17 audio tapes of Joe and Hunter Biden having meetings. Remember, Hunter Bi- Joe Biden, who never had any idea and no connection, not one connection ever with any of Hunter's business dealings, but there's 17 audio tapes of, of Hunter, uh, mainly Hunter Biden, but also two of Joe Biden, meeting with, so Joe Biden is on tape, meeting with Hunter Biden's business associates. Strange, isn't it? I thought he had, he had absolutely, he's never met with one of his business associates. Even though we have Burisma documents, Ukrainian documents, Chinese documents that all document that Hunter Biden's business partners were meeting with Joe at his office, at the, at the office of the vice presidency. Naval Observatory or wherever else his offices were, his, his Joe Biden, I mean, Hunter Biden's business partners were meeting with Joe Biden. So we, we, that's already done. So what happened was, of course, is that Bill Barr knew, and by the way, these tapes have been in the FBI's possession since 2017. Hunter Biden's laptop has been in the possession of the FBI since 2019. Both would have exonerated uh, Donald Trump completely and totally of Ukraine, perfect phone call, impeachment hoax one. But of course, Bill Barr said absolutely nothing because Bill Barr is controlled opposition, is actually a D in more way than more ways than one with an R in front of his name. So that's who Bill Barr is. That's I mean, there's there's just no question about it. So th- what happened was here is that they knew this was coming out. This same whistleblower now met with the FD 1023. This is a supposition. This is conjecture that I'm that I believe is actually correct by Dan Bongino that I believe is correct. So you have this whistleblower come forward with this FD-1023 form. 
They actually gave the FD 1023 form, which alleges that Joe and Hunter Biden were part of a 10. And by, and by the way, again, there's just so many, there's so much information, it's hard for me to stay put. There's now allegedly many more of these FD 1023 forms, but I'll, fo- I'll focus on the one that is actually public knowledge, as much public knowledge as Hunter Biden's laptop is. So this FD 1023 whistleblower came out and told Charles Grassley, actually gave the FD 1023 form to Charles Grassley and James Comer. The FBI, that that alleges that with, now this is a credible FBI informant who's been on the FBI payroll to the tune of hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars, which you do not get unless you produce verifiable information. He's been on their payroll for over a decade. This isn't like Dan Chaco, who was immediately canceled by the FBI. Steele, who was immediately canceled by the FBI, both of those collusion hoaxers. So this, they, he comes, they, he, this whistleblower information comes forward with the FD, FD 1023 form that was actually given to Grassley and given to Comer. Then that Comer brings FBI Director Ray in front of his congressional hearing, in front of his congressional committee, and asks the FBI, does this FD 1023 form exist? Christopher Ray, under oath, says that it's not. He should be charged with felony perjury must be charged with felony perjury. There is no more playing games, folks. There is no more being nice. There is no more moving on. There is no more letting bygones be bygones. There's no more, you know what, we're above this and we're above that. We're not above squat. You got to get in there and fight. You got to get in the mud and you got to fight. So Christopher Ray claims that the FD 1023 form doesn't exist. Then he says, oh, wait, under oath again, it does exist, but we will not allow you to see it. Then he gets threatened with obstruction of Congress, and about two weeks later, he allows allows congressional members from both parties, as you should be, to read and review this document, F-1023 document. Oh, I left one part out. What was interesting about it was, is that Christopher Ray was claiming that it didn't exist until Comer and Grassley said, uh, you know... It does exist because we have it in our possession. Whoops. Then suddenly it existed. And Christopher, which by the way, every single time he lied to Congress is either obstruction of Congress or perjury and he needs to be criminally tried. Now, you're like, well, Merrick Garland will never go for that. Of course, but go ahead and make the request officially via memo to the DOJ. So it's sitting there when our DOJ takes over in 2025. So Christopher Ray says, suddenly Christopher Ray, in this document, by the way, the FD 1023, alleging once again, in case anybody came in late, the FD 1023 form alleging that Hunter and Joe Biden received $10 million from Ukrainian officials in bribes for them to cover up Burisma, uh, Burisma uh, corruption. So now Christopher Ray says, okay, it does exist. It's not a classified document, but I'm going to treat it as a classified document. Again, obstructing Congress. That, you and I are allowed to have that. Right now, if, if, if we weren't a lawless nation, if, as I said at the opening of the show, if Washington, D.C. still existed as the Washington, D.C. was when I was five years old, then you and I could easily get this document. But now, like 80% of all documents coming out of D.C. are classified, but the FD-1023 isn't classified, but they're treating it as classified, which is lawlessness. 
And the only way to get it now is to sue them, which is why I'm telling you, we need to stop walking around streets with picket signs saying that we love Donald Trump, which I do love Donald Trump. And I do love conservatism, but that doesn't do anything. We need to be funding Judicial Watch, ACLJ, funneling, funneling uh, the Liberty Council, and just do multi, have multi-billion dollar trusts of endless losses, Tom, we're not about lawfare. Okay, then you're going to be lawfared into prison and lawfared into bankruptcy, or your representatives will be, because this is only the beginning. What they're doing to Donald Trump, they're going to do to Ron DeSantis if he's the nominee. They're going to do it to whoever is not, even, even compliant, bent over people like Tim Scott. Don't realize, like Mitt Romney was being, was Mitt Romney was being persecuted into oblivion. Remember that? Claiming that he was a male chauvinist, claiming he died his dog to the roof of his car, all those different things, destroying him. And then of course he just grabs his ankles and bends over these people. Why? Because he has money in Ukraine too. So he wants to make sure that he fund, uh, funds the Ukraine war so all the evidence of his malfeasance is burned to the ground, just like the Biden families is burned to the ground. So finally, Ray allows this confidential skiff where you could go in, but the document, the FD-1023, which is already in the possession of James Comer, unredacted, is already in the possession of Chuck Grassley, unredacted. He opens up a skiff, heavily redact, redacts the document, Part of that redaction was there's 17 audio tapes of Joe and Hunter Biden meeting with Ukrainian officials talking about Burisma, Burisma corruption and getting bribes. That are never called bribes, of course, because there's always some sort of level, some minutia level possible di- uh, deniability. So he lets them in. You can go into the skiff. You're not allowed to bring, you can bring a notebook in, but you can't take a notebook out. So that's, that's, that's what's happened with this. So what the deal is, is that this whistleblower who handed that FD-1023 to Grassley and Comer, I guarantee you, credit Bongino, I guarantee you also whistleblew that Joe Biden was in possession of Ukrainian Burisma documentation. That he was keeping an unsecured skiffs in D.C. Chinatown, Pennbine Center, and most safely of all, on his garage floor, in, De- in Wilmington, Delaware, <laughs> next to Hunter Biden, which we have numerous photos of Hunter Biden via the Hunter Biden laptop of him bringing crack whores into that very garage <laughs> where he had heavily compartmented classified documents. Whoops. Yeah, whoopsie daisy, Aaron says. <laughs> so whoopsie daisy on that. So I guarantee you the same whistleblower handed over the FD 1023 said Biden has classified documents in his possession. So what do they do? The exact same thing. I tell you this all the time. I tell you this all the time. Devils are devils. Demons are demons. They live forever. Your soul lives forever. Angels live forever. The almighty God, Jesus and the Holy Ghost live forever. Not one person within the sound of my voice will ever die. This body will die, but you will never die. You will live in eternity some way, somewhere. Enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life. And few there be that find it. Matthew 7, 13 and 14. Be one of the few. Get born again right now. I don't care what your denomination is. Get born again right now. Because you want to live for eternity in the right place. And most people die and go straight to hell. That's the Bible. Narrow is the way and few find it. It's not me. It's not me being mean. It's the Bible. It's what the Bible says. So the same devils that were influencing Adolf Hitler, 
Joseph Stalin, Fidel Castro, Hillary Clinton, all of them. They have this, they're not smart. How are you smart if you try to overthrow the most high God? You're not real smart if you go ahead and just tangle face to face with Yahweh, who swears he will repay those who hate him to their face. In Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 10, he'll repay them. He repays those who hate them, hate him to their face to destroy them. He will not be slack with him who hates him. He will repay him to his face. That's Yahweh. You don't exactly try to overcome Yahweh. So you're not smart if you're a devil. You're not smart if you follow demons. Demons are always, wherever you find perversion and wherever you find murder, there's the devil. Right there. And who's following perversion? And who's following death? Who wants to lower the earth's population? Who aborts 40 to 60 million babies a year? 2 million per year in the United States alone. Who does that? The Democratic Party, the bourgeois leftist globalist elitist. They're the ones who do it. There's where the devil is. Are you saying there's no demons involved in the Republican Party? Yes, there is, because another great demonic trait is cowardice. Revelation chapter 21, verse 8. They're cowards. That's the perfect way to frame it. The Democratic Party is demonic. The Republic Party, with notable exceptions, are cowards. So they, they do the same thing over and over again. So once this whistleblower said, Joe Biden, is it the same whistleblower the FD 1023, says, you know, Joe Biden is also in possession of classified documents pertaining to Ukraine. Now they've got to find the mirror image in Donald Trump, right? They got to find the mirror image of Donald Trump, just like they did before where you had Joe Biden asking for Victor Shokin to be fired, otherwise he would withhold funds. They accused Donald Trump of doing the same thing, saying that Donald Trump was refusing to issue funds, a quid pro quo, if Zelensky didn't look into Biden corruption. So they accused Donald Trump of doing exactly what they do, what were doing, and they did the exact same thing here because demons aren't smart, they're just zealous. Democrats aren't smart, they're just full of, see, I get tired. Even my favorite, some of my favorite pundits are always going, these are not dumb people. Yes, they are dumb people. They're dumb people. They're just full of zeal. One of the dumbest of all is Levi Strauss, Strauss uh, inheritance boy, benefactor, Dan Goldman. Here's his testimony. Let, let's look at this now. He's talking about, of course, Burisma. And they're, 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 he's got to come out now. Who is Dan Goldman? First of all, notable PP hoaxer was all in about the Russian collusion hoax, which of course there's never any evidence whatsoever. The only Russian, quote Russian, but is actually a Ukrainian, is Igor Danchenko, was the only one involved in Russian collusion at all. Besides a few ads, $200,000 worth of ads, $100,000 spent on anti-Hillary ads, $100,000 spent on anti-Trump ads. So that was, that was the grand Russian collusion of 2016. But of course, Dan Goldman alleged for for years with absolutely no evidence along with Adam Schiff who just who who was he was a Anna, Anna Paulina Luna from South Florida congresswoman from South Florida just tried to censor Adam Schiff and give him a 16 million dollar fine and why did they lose why didn't that happen anybody know mm. they lost by 20 votes and those 20 votes were Republicans wow yes one of them Thomas Massey again who just continues to destroy his reputation totally and completely because he believes that the, the fine was wrong. Oh, really? How much, how much money did Adam Schiff cost Donald Trump personally in attorney's fees? How much did Adam Schiff cost the country 
per, across the country. To, directed at him this time, personally. At least $42 million for the Mueller investigation. With 41 FBI agents. Total hoax investigation run by Andrew Weissman, who will tie in in just a second, of course. So Dan Goldman, notable PP collusion hoaxer, totally and completely bought into that. And then, of course, he bought into the Ukrainian perfect phone call impeachment hoax. Bought into that, too, which I, I wish I, I, I'm tempted to go into great detail with that, but I won't do it. Otherwise, I won't get to anything tonight. <laughs> so here's Rep. Dan Goldman. Here, this is from his own Twitter page. So this is quoted right off his video. The head of Burisma himself, this is Dan Goldman saying, made clear that no one from Burisma ever contacted Joe Biden. Remember that. I'll play the video for you. Play it for me, Will. But you know who else also debunked these allegations? Mikolo Zlochevsky, the head of Burisma himself, who is supposedly has all these recordings. He stated in a Politico article in October 2020 that he had no business dealings or meetings with world leaders and that no one from Burisma ever had any contacts with Vice President Biden or people working for him during Hunter Biden's engagement. First of all, he's quoting Victor uh, Solcheski. He's the one who has the videotapes, all right? So, that, so everybody knows. Here's the problem, Arthur Schwartz tweets. So remember, he's claiming that the guy who turned, uh, who, who actually made the tapes as an insurance policy why would you need an insurance policy? Because when the Bidens eventually turn on you to cover their own butts, you want to have a recording of their corruption so that they'll turn off the FBI for you. Which is, by the way, what happened? Here's a 2015 email from Burisma's, uh, uh, good luck with the name, Tom. Vadim, Aaron, give me a shot. Pazarsky? Pazarsky. Pazarsky, we'll give it that. We'll go Pazarsky. Thanking, so Burisma is thanking Hunter Biden. Now, wait a minute. Dan... Dan Goldman, P.P. Goldman, <laughs> Dan P.P. Goldshower Goldman, he just said that there has never been a meeting between Joe Biden and any Ukrainian official from Burisma. But wait a minute. Vadim Pazarsky thanks Hunter Biden for arranging a meeting with then VP Joe Biden. Dan Goldman is lying to you as usual, Dan Goldman just said, under the penalty of perjury and obstruction of Congress, he needs to be criminally charged. You're like, you can't just come to criminally charge everyone. Why? They do it to us? Get in there and fight. Here's a 2015 email from Burisma saying, thanks, Hunter, for arranging a meeting with us, Burisma, with Vice President Joe Biden, of which Dan Goldman just said, that has never occurred in the history of mankind. <laughs> Here it is, dear Hunter. Thank you for inviting me to D.C. and giving me an opportunity to meet with your father. <laughs> Whoops! There it is. And Dan Goldman has the freaking audacity to just preach bold-faced lies on the House floor. Why? Because we have a Pravda, Goebbels, gaslit media who won't do one ounce of credibility checking at all one ounce of verification at all just bold faced lying redact that there you go <laughs> yeah 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 why yeah redact that so there you go so that that's the that, that just shows you how they lie and i'm just I, i'm very tempted oh yeah i'll just go right to this just I'll, I'll, i'm gonna resist my temptation because i just want to delve so deep 
into Biden's corruption again, but I did it already, so it'd be redundant. But it, it, I, I'm going to skip it. I'm, I, otherwise, I'll never get to anything. I've got other things to get to. I, I really don't want to just talk about Joe Biden corruption, but I, I have a tendency to do that to myself. So, But here, I just want to I want to remind you who Dan Goldman is because this was just a great, uh, just, I don't know what you call it, cut down on Dan Goldman, whatever, maybe putting Dan Goldman in his place. Julio Rosas responds to Dan Goldman's attack against his integrity and reporting from Town Hall. Play for me, Will. You're trying to get us, uh, gaslight us up here as if Antifa, which Mr. Rosas, apparently the expert now in organized terrorist activity, has overruled the FBI director who says, there's a headline, says Antifa is an ideology, not an organization. No, no, no. Let's not listen to the FBI director. Let's listen to, sorry, what's your, your title? Senior writer at Town Hall who is going to tell us that the FBI director is wrong. And I'd like to yes. introduce, there's no question. I think it's funny to be, to be lectured by an heir to the Levi Strauss uh, Corporation. And, and that, honestly, that's probably why he uh, doesn't consider property damage to be that big of a deal, because not only does he have that, but he also has uh, what some would describe an impossibly good stock portfolio. There is one thing I just had to do that, Aaron, put in. It's a good roast to Dan Goldman. It just shows you what an elitist snob he is. Notice how he just talks down to people because he inherited money. Why? Why? Why do? You, why? Because you? Why is it that because you inherited money, do you think you're above anybody? But of course, he's a bourgeois leftist globalist elitist, so he thinks he's above people and wants to vaccinate you to death, or if he can't abort you in the womb, abort you outside the womb because you're beneath him. You're a peasant. One thing I do have to break. I wanted to break off from this, but there's one thing I had to tell you. And I'll, and I'll try to break off of the Biden corruption stuff. I just had to tell you this. Remember now, who offered up these tapes? It is poor. Now, remember, Biden was talking to then Prime Minister of Ukraine, Poroshenko, about firing Viktor Shokin, who is the prosecutor looking into Burisma. While Joe Biden's on the phone with Burisma, receiving $5 million worth of bribes, he wants the prosecutor looking into his bribery scandal being fired, not just Hunter's $80,000 a month from Burisma, which is bribery, but Joe Biden's personal bribery. He wants the prosecutor looking into the bribery of him and his son prosecuted. The person who can get rid of him, of course, is Poroshenko. Problem is Poroshenko, who's also corrupt, and then I would, have to, uh, would also have to then cover up his own malfeasance because he wants that billion dollars, right? And then that, that billion dollars, where does that go, by the way? Because it seems to disappear into oblivion whenever you give billions of dollars to Ukraine, just disappears into the pockets of the politicians who received the, the supplemental cash. So Poroshenko at that time had an aide by the name of Onoshenko. And this is the only thing that I'm going to leave. And I'm going to leave this part of the show. Otherwise, it'll be, it'll be all that I talk about. <laughs> what happened to Onoshenko? This is very, now when was Trump being impeached for his perfect Ukraine phone call? November 2019. Well, what happened to Onoshenko? Remember, Onoshenko tried to give these tapes to who? Oh, gosh, I'm going down deep again. I don't want to go down deep. <laughs> Onoshenko was give, trying to give these tapes to Mueller's pit bull, Andrew Weissman, who turned them down. Whew. And then on the phone, then, of course, Biden was on the, on the phone with Poroshenko saying, yeah, the FBI is not interested anymore. Because the person who was basically running the FBI's investigation into this was Wiseman. Not, he, no, he wasn't an FBI agent, but he was like basically a district attorney, a, a, a federal district attorney. 
But here's what happens. And typical Andrew Weissman, corruptocrat, disgusting, worthless human being, Andrew Weissman. Enron corruption, disgusting human being. Will lie under oath with impunity, will put you in prison for crimes he knows that you didn't commit and sleep like a baby at night while you rot in prison for 25 years. And he has his little stupid little collections that he liked to show, his baseball collections. They're disgusting human beings. <laughs> Horrible, disgusting people. So what happened to Onoshenko? So Onoshenko, now Trump is being impeached. And all that Trump did was, was a perfect phone call was, hey, can you look into this Biden corruption? Yeah, the Poroshenko, Burisma, Hunter, Onoshenko, Zolcheski, who Goldman mentions, corruption inside. Can you look into it before we keep giving you billions of dollars? Then they, and, and Trump released a transcription of the phone call, and there was no quid pro quo on the phone call at all. The, remember, that was the initial allegation with a quid pro quo. You don't give us, just like Joe Biden, don't, we're not going to give you the billion unless you fire the prosecutor. They said that because they're devils, they do the same things over and over again. So they said this time that, Joe, that, that Donald Trump said, I'm not going to give you billions of dollars unless you look at it. He never, that, never, that never transpired. Alexander Vindman needs to be tried and found guilty of felonious perjury. So here, so what happened to Onoshenko? So during, while Trump is being falsely impeached for a perfect phone call, for doing a, for even just for ease of conversation, for allegedly doing the same thing Joe Biden did. But Joe Biden, no persecution, no agreement. I mean, no, 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 no there is no persecution. No prosecution, no impeachment, no nothing. All, by the way, with the full knowledge of Barack Hussein Obama and Hillary Clinton's uh, unsecured emails, which I'm sure have all this on there too, by the way. She was the uh, Secretary of State. <laughs> so all this is on those 33,000 deleted emails and bleach-bitted emails, just so you know. Gosh, I could just spend so many hours on this. I just, I can't do it. So what happened to Onoshenko? So Onoshenko tries to turn these tapes, tries to go to the United States in 2019. When in 2019? During the Trump impeachment. Here it is. In 2000, I'm trying to give credit. I'm trying to remember who wrote the article. It may be a town hall article, townhall.com article, possibly. Probably is. In November of 2019, Onoshenko, the tape holder, Onoshenko was scheduled to travel to the U.S. to publicize the allegation. 17 tapes of Hunter and Joe's corruption inside of Ukraine. What happened to them? Um, he was unexplainably arrested in Germany and held there for six months and then exonerated. Oh, he missed the entire impeachment proceeding. That's strange, isn't it? You got Jack Smith at The Hague, I believe, at that time. Jack Smith at The Hague. Andrew Weissman involved. Interesting, isn't it? Speaking of Jack Smith, here's a conservativebrief.com. This, this is the special counsel looking into. Did I skip something, Will? What is that? That's not next. I'm not there yet. Let's go out of there. Here's the conservativebrief.com. We'll go to Jack Posobiec next. Got it. Speaking of Jack Smith, the special counsel looking into Donald Trump's possession of classified documents that were declassified. So, and you know, one other thing I want to say, 
Can Joe Biden please explain to us his 20 shell companies inside the United States of America receiving cash from foreign entities? I mean, companies uh, companies that produce no goods and no services ever have never produced a discernible good or a discernible uh, service at all. Can he please? I mean, that, that's the end of everything. You have 20 shell companies receiving money from the following company from the following countries, Romania, China, and Ukraine, and numerous others. All of these shell companies have never produced a discernible good or service. Can somebody please explain that to me? Remember the video in the pregame where Joe Biden uh, facetiously says, uh, where's the money? Which, by the way, is a Freudian slip. Because he's so stupid, he reveals his own corruption, i.e. the Victor Shokin firing. He's stupid. Demons aren't smart. They're just zealous. So here's here on, on Jack Smith. Gates pointed out, conservativebrief.com. Gates pointed out that one of Jack Smith's deputies who has been named out, they're refusing to release the names of Jack Smith's team. Well, why, why wouldn't you want to tell us their names? Why can't we know who these, these federal prosecutors are? They're receiving our tax dollars. Why can't we know who these federal prosecutors are? We know Jack Smith. Why can't we know the rest? But one of his deputies who was named is Garen Gilbert, resigned in 2009 from her position as head of the narcotics section of the U.S. Attorney's Office for the, District, uh, for the Southern District of Florida after alleged misconduct, which prompted an apology at the time from the DOJ. So she is now in charge. This corruptocrat is now part of Jack Smith's prosecutorial team. Federal Election Commission records also show that Gilbert has donated over $2,000 to former campaigns of Barack Hussein Obama and Joe Biden. In this letter, Gates threatened to take congressional action to defund Smith's office. That's what they need to do. See, every, this is where Donald Trump made mistakes. And by the way, I'm not saying I wouldn't have made the same mistake. But he was afraid to get rid of the Mueller investigation. Fire him. Yeah, but then the newspaper is going to say this or that. They're going to say this and that no matter what you do. No matter what you do, they're going to accuse you of corruption. If you fire them, they're going to accuse you of corruption for firing them. If you don't fire them, they'll accuse you of the corruption that the corrupt Robert Mueller says that you committed. It doesn't matter. Defund Jack Smith. Right now, the FBI is trying to get funding for their new building. Josh Hawley says no. Rand Paul says no. That's what you need to do. They want a new building? No. Quantico's good enough for you. Just stay right there, idiots. Let me just show you the hypocrisy. Jack Posobiec tweet. Obama's CIA director, David Petraeus, who was never president with declassification authority. You have all these people. Whether I hope everybody loved that video of, of Mike Pence prancing because we're going to play it again in the postgame. <laughs> Whether it's Mike Pence who's in possession of classified documents that he can never declassify. So he can't be anything but guilty. That it doesn't matter that you cooperate. I know that those of you who watch this podcast all the time, this is redundant. I apologize. I really do apologize for the redundancy. But I want to make sure that they, that just like the, explain to me the 20 shell companies, explain to me how Mike Pence isn't being criminally prosecuted because he handed him over, handed him over. He hasn't been vice president for, for two and a half years and he had these documents in his possession for somewhere between six and eight, I mean, between uh, uh, two and a half to six years, he's been in possession of these documents. 
So how's that cooperation? And Joe Biden's been in possession of compartmented classified documents that he stole from secure skiffs as a senator for over 30 years. How is that cooperation? And cooperation does not make you immune from prosecution at all. So why are they not being criminally prosecuted? Because there's no way for them to be innocent. With Donald Trump, there is precedent, both appellate court precedent under Kajanji Brown Jackson, of all people, who had completely exonerated Bill Clinton for his, for his tapes. Barack Hussein Obama, 144,000 uh, documents he's refused to turn over to the National Archives that he swore that he would turn over in tranches throughout the last, what did he got out of office in 2017, 2023? You know, six years ago, seven years ago, he hasn't handed over a single one of those 144,000 documents. No raids on his, one of his three mansions, two of which are oceanfront, as he believes in global warming, of course. So just you look at the hypocrisy of all these people. There's no way for them to be innocent. And people would say, well, you know, you, you still can make a determination about whether or not you prosecute them or not. If you're going to prosecute Donald Trump and the requisite has already been set by Katanji Brown Jackson. That a president, anything a president brings home from the Oval Office is deemed classified. That's that is appellate court precedent. There's no way around it. So Obama's CIA director, who was never president with the classification authority, stole classified documents and gave them to his mistress. <laughs> no, no prosecution. I mean, to his mistress in exchange for sex for years. Oh, my gosh. He was allowed to plead guilty to a misdemeanor and got probation. His name is David Price. Let me, let me just reiterate that again. Obama's CIA freaking director stole classified documents and gave them to his mistress in exchange for sex. <laughs> okay, does that sound like espionage to you? Yes. <laughs> is that is that is that is that called being honey potted? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron's answering. That would be yes. And what's Petraeus get? He pleads guilty to some half baked misdemeanor. And Donald Trump, who's all of it by via. Appellate court precedent, every single one of Donald Trump's documents is actually considered declassified just by him bringing them home. That was the case that was established via Clinton, Bill Clinton, with his cassette tapes inside of his sock drawer of meetings with foreign officials. Oh, my gosh. All right, General Mike Flynn video. Oh, yeah, there it is. That's that's who was buying... Uh, the uh, classified documents from David Petraeus, Obama's CIA director. Oops. She was getting those classified documents for performing sex acts on old Dave. Oh. Congratulations. And what did he get? He pled to a misdemeanor. Donald Trump gets charged with seven, with 37 felonious counts of uh, under part, part of them under the Presidential Records Act, part of them under the Espionage Act. Amazing. The amazing hypocrisy. And these people all need to be held to account for their hypocrisy. There's numerous charges, both civilly and criminally, that need to be brought against Christopher Wray, that need to be brought against Joe Biden, against Hunter Biden, against the fish, against Adam Schiff. He's a criminal. He perjured himself. Anthony Fauci has perjured himself. Francis Collins has perjured themselves. These all need, when we control the DOJ, this does not, we don't, well, it's just time to move on. No, it's not. If they repent, you can consider it. They never repented. They've never acknowledged wrongdoing. It, Nobody gets off the hook. So here's here's Dan Bongino, General Mike Flynn video. Dan Bongino, let's go down this road. Play for me, Will. I was on Obama's detail. 
Obama had a guy in his circle, very close in his circle, and he knows who he is. This guy was caught multiple times bringing foreign nationals up to secure floors where there were documents all over the place, most likely classified. Everybody knows who this guy is. Hmm. Espionage Act violations? Exposing classified documents to foreign nationals? We have no idea who these people are. Let's just say this guy would come back, maybe had a few adult sodas in him. I mean, as close to Obama as you can get. A few adult sodas in him and be with some people, if you know what I mean, that were definitely not vetted. Ah, it's all good. It's okay. Really? You know who those people are? Has it ever occurred to you you might be getting set up in a honey trap? You sure we want to go down this road? And by the way, I did not kill myself, just so you all know. I am in no way suicidal. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Joe, can you vouch? You've known uh, me the yes. longest. You're, you're you. alive right now, as far as <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> Gee, yeah. Justin, you've known me the shortest, Justin, so we'll sandwich it. You're pretty much not suicidal. You ever hear me tell me? You've never said, I, you never heard me say I want to kill myself? Okay, good. Just so we're, I kid a little bit. Now, God for your event. Thank you. Interesting that Obama wants to go down this road about classified documents. Someone should find that guy. Be really weird, right? Maybe put him on a polygraph. What about Hillary Clinton, by the way? Who I've already told you that a Secret Service agent was once asked to look at Hillary Clinton's server in her place because they thought they had an issue with the server. And it wasn't really like running right, if you know what I mean. And that agent was asked a couple of questions about it and uh, looked at the server and found out that it had been infiltrated. And hacked into. It was a private server with classified information. You sure we want to go down this road if we're going to go to the police state? Now that, of course, Dan Bongino's Secret Service agent on the protection detail around Barack Hussein Obama while Hillary Clinton was his Secretary of State. It says that there is a close friend of Barack Hussein Obama who had access to secret classified documents all the time, as well as nefarious, possible, if I understood correct, correctly, alcohol-laden sexual scenarios inside of the White House. <laughs> Let's go down the road. Here's my thing with all these Secret Service agents. Agents, You're not sworn to secrecy to that level. You're allowed to expose these people. Would they, would they expose Donald Trump? Absolutely. So let's go. I'm, to me, let's open up the gamut. Open it up. Open Pandora's box. Let's go because it's already opened on us. So let's open the can on them. Open it up. And I love how Bongino is warning them. He's warning them, in my opinion, for two in, in two ways. Don't come after me, pal. I've got the goods. And it was just, and he just confirmed that the Secret Service looked into Hillary Clinton's unsecured server in the bathroom in Colorado and found that it had been infiltrated by Russians and Chinese. Now, I'm making up the Russian and Chinese part, but we all know who the foreign adversaries would be. Who's it going to be? Turkestan? So I just had to show this. I, I put this on the podcast on Tuesday, but I had to show it again. This is just, this is Hunter Biden's, this is put out by Marco Polo, 
follow him. Follow him on, on social media. He is one, he, Rudy Giuliani gave him Hunter Biden's, what would it be stored on, Aaron? Like hard drive. Uh, hard drive, yeah, but what he would, you wouldn't oh, give him flash the actual, drive. Flash drive. Yeah. So he gave him a copy of Hunter Biden's hard drive. So on a flash drive. So that this guy could look at the entire Hunter Biden laptop. Well, this guy has now summarized this, his entire laptop in a book, and he flips through the pages on this video. Play for me, Will. Screenshot that and buy that book. Aaron and I are buying it. Now, I held it to, now I'm changing subjects like I promised I would at 923. <laughs> Dang. We're getting there. We're yeah, getting we're getting there. We're moving forward. Mario Nuff, I just had to show you this, and I know most of you have seen this already because it's been all over social media, but I just had to address it, maybe from a couple fronts. But here's Mario Nuffall, uh video from KTLA uh, uh, Channel 5 out of, you know, I can't remember what, City, it's out. I will show you. What is it, Illinois? LA. LA. Yeah. AI leads church sermon. Over 300 Protestants attended a church service in Germany. And this is AI. This is not a Zoom service. This is AI, artificial intelligence, putting together its own sermon for the church. Play it for me, Will. All right, this is what it looks and sounds like to attend a mass led by artificial intelligence. Hundreds of churchgoers attending that service during Germany's Convention of Protestants. The 40-minute service was put together by a 29-year-old theologian and philosopher from the University of Vienna. He says 98% wow. of that mass was the product of chat GPT, but the congregation said the avatar just didn't have the warmth yeah, that well, they're used that. to, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. That's her concern. It just doesn't have the warmth. This was actually put together by Jat <laughs> GPT, which, by the way, is completely programmed. Is that the right word, Aaron? Yeah. Programmed to be leftist. It's transgender. It's pro-vax. It's pro-World Economic Forum. It's it's non-binary. <laughs> That's Jat GPT, and some quote-unquote theologian actually programs. I mean, it's weird because. ChatGPT came up with its own person and maneuvered that person's lips to speak ChatGPT's language. I mean, this is this is just basically a sign of things to come if we don't stand. You what will happen is they'll close down your churches for CO2 emissions, demand that you stay at home, and ChatGPT will give you your sermon every Sunday. Stay at his church while you live in your cubicle eating bugs, and your life expectancy will be about 60. While the bourgeois leftist elitist, you're eating bug eyes, they're eating ribeyes, and their life expectancy is 100. That's what they want. You service them during your 60 years because the goal of this, all of this is to leverage you into a one-world commerce system with a singular access point controlled by them. You service them during your 60 years. You die off if they choose to allow you to be born to begin with. You die off and allow the world to be their playground. A have and have not society. Not have and then some have a little more and some have a little more. No, it's have and have not. These people will never follow their own mandates and their own dictates as proven by Gavin Newsom, Nancy Pelosi, John Kerry, Joe Biden, uh, Klaus Schwab, 
uh, numerous others, leftists, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm Gretchen Whitmer, they're all popping into my head as they go, Tom Wolf, all of them that never actually followed their own dictates during COVID. Let me show you this. Just an interesting, I just like to show you the, where the world's going. I have the exposés on all this stuff. And Aaron, my producer, is always pushing me to actually just do shows on, you know, just one, one topic, which I end up doing anyway a lot because I blither on and on. <laughs> but I have a whole expose on what, where China is at as far as social credit systems and CBDC, which they are totally social credit and CBDC already, the largest country in the world. And, the, and, the, and they are the model for Justin Trudeau. They are the model for Joe Biden. They are the model for the World Economic Forum. That's why you never see Joe Biden, Justin Trudeau, even though you have China in collusion with Russia and numerous other countries right now, you have India meeting with Brazil. They're all, they're all meeting to devalue the U.S. dollar. And Joe Biden doesn't say a word about it because he's extorted. That's why they can fly, to the, you know, the, the, the CCP can fly a balloon over our country for eight days because Joe Biden knows China has the goods on him because of the 2014 Air Force Two flight over to Beijing with Hunter on the plane with him. Hunter Biden secures a $1.5 billion consultancy deal with a CCP-controlled bank. So they own the Bidens, and they own many others too. So I just want to show you this because you have these self-congratulatory idiots like Nancy Pelosi. You put it up for me, Will. Nancy Pelosi's tweet, uh, tweet. 34 years ago, the world saw one of the greatest acts of personal courage of our time in Tiananmen Square. Of course, she's just let ever since then the CCP run wild as she's personally profited off of it. Ordinary Chinese citizens unflinching as they stared down troops and tanks. Well, let me just show you where Tiananmen Square is under because Nancy Pelosi has been in Congress for the entire 34 years since then. Let's look at where Tiananmen Square is today. Play that song ping video for me. Well, now, now facial recognition. Play for me. So now the only way to get into Tiananmen Square that she's so self-congratulatory about is facial recognition technology. No one can buy, sell, trade, or travel without your QR code and Mark of the Beast or your facial recognition CBDC currency or social credit systems. And by the way, there's more to that video because I didn't read you the verbiage from the video. You can also be turned away, of course, from Tiananmen Square if you don't have a good social credit system score, social credit score. All right, moving on. I got to show you this video. Alex video, great point from Greg Kelly, USA from Newsmax. The indictment of Donald Trump includes pictures of dozens of boxes, dozens of boxes. I'm not going to delve deep back into this, but I just had to show you this. I actually should have launched the show with this. It was too late uh, for me to do it, but I should have actually launched the show with this. But you'll, you'll see endless pictures of dozens of boxes at Mar-a-Lago, allegedly of top secret documents. That's what they show. And by the way, I'll let Greg Kelly explain it to you, but this is what you, Jack Smith has showed the grand jury. And let me just cover this. Everybody thinks grand jury, like grand jury indictments are absolute fact. They are absolute. Grand jury, grand jury indictments are nothing. You can, you can indict a ham sandwich for committing a robbery. 
You could. Because you are not allowed to present exculpatory. The defense is not even allowed really to be there. And they're not allowed to present exculpatory information. So this is totally on the prosecutorial side. So you can, it's only thing the grand jury is hearing is that which Jack Smith wants them to hear. No exculpatory material whatsoever. So Jack Smith is showing this grand jury box after box, all these pictures of, of walls filled with boxes at Mar-a-Lago of allegedly classified documents. Is that true, however? It's not. Play for me, Will. People did that. You got to admit, not too many people did that. The legal analysts, they did it. They skimmed it. Uh, but you don't have to be a lawyer to look at this and know that it's a scam. Number one, in that indictment, they put some pictures in the indictment to scare us. Ooh, look at all these boxes. The classified documents in the boxes, these pictures are actually in the indictment. And there are dozens and dozens of boxes. So I went through the indictment and saw that how many documents, classified documents, did the FBI actually recover? 102, 102. So everybody, I got a box right here, all right? This is one box, one box. And inside I have 600 pages. That's 600 pages. From Staples, this is 500. And this, I opened another, this is about 100 right here. Can I see those pictures again? Why were they in the indictment? Why were they wall-to-wall -wall television? Why? Because they want to uh, put it in everybody's head, potential jurors' heads, that this stuff is full of classified material. It's not. One box? You not even one box. That, I think, is kind of major. Maybe that's just me, but I saw something else in this indictment. So I'm going to hop off of this quickly, but there's just a couple pics that my producer Aaron's going to grab for me. Just remember, out of these dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of boxes of alleged confidential information, classified information, now that box right there, remember, remember the pic of all the dozens and dozens of boxes, right? Now, the total amount of classified documents out of those dozens and dozens and dozens of boxes, remember they have 1,850 boxes of classified, 1,850 boxes worth of classified documents were found in the, in the possession of Joe Biden, Penn Biden Center, his garage in Chinatown, D.C. This is all the classified documents from Donald Trump. Now that's one box, and that's actually 600 documents in there. So you can take that by one-sixth. That's what they have. That's their entire case. Understand that. I'm not going to digress because, again, I could spend another hour on it. There's what they show you, though. That's what Jack Smith is showing the grand jury right there. But what they actually have is the other pick with the very few, with, the, with, with 100, 102, 100, 112, whatever it was, 100, 100 classified documents. That's the truth. That's the truth. All right, let me switch subjects here. Going to some other stuff here. It was mainly sort of COVID, but it's really, I focused this part of the podcast, not really on one subject, but on, 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 uh, oh gosh, I forgot his title. DHS secretary. Mayorkas? <laughs> no, it's, hey. what's Bashara? What oh, Health uh, and Human Health Services. HHS. HHS. It gets confusing. Yeah. HHS secretary. What's Bashara's first name? Is it, I can't remember. Oh, gosh. Is it Javier? Maybe so. Javier. I can't remember. But I always remember Michelle because it's Bacaria. But it'll be it'll, it'll be shown on the video anyway. Yeah, it's Javier. Javier. There we go. Usually yep. I get it. Yep. All right. The Bull Moose Project video. Congressman uh, Jim Banks. So would you withhold hospital grants? He's speaking to Javier Bacaria. Bacaria, as uh, Joe Biden would call it. 
from states like mine that ban transgender sex assignment surgeries for minors. Play for me, Will. This spring, HHS released a 112-page report claiming that gender affirmation, including social transition, changing one's name, pronoun, and or appearance, is appropriate and beneficial for gender minority children and adolescents, according to this report. The, the report recommends cutting federal funds from states with, quote, policies that stigmatize transgender children, including by denying them access to medically necessary health care, end quote. Mr. Secretary, is, does this mean that HHS is seriously threatening to withhold hospital grants from states like my own if they refuse to go along with surgeries or or puberty blockers for kids? Congressman, we're going to protect the rights of any American to get the health care they're entitled to. And if someone tries to stop them from that, that's a violation of the law. So you would withhold hospital grants from states like mine that ban transgender sex reassignment surgeries for minors. I mean, that, that's what the report says, we clearly. Will, we will protect the rights of any individual to receive the health care they're entitled to, and we will take action against anyone who tries to discriminate so against a person. So that's a yes. First of all, these people never answer a question. Just like he was questioned by Kevin Kiley, which I'll show you in a minute. What Did you, as HHS secretary, mandate, vaccinate, uh, mandate that two-year-olds wear masks? He wouldn't answer. He just would give these voluminous, uh, expository answers of, well, we put in place various health mitigations, and we believe that they help. That's not what you were asked. You were asked, did you force kids to wear masks, yes or no? Are you going to defy, are you going to defy HHS hospital grants to states that will, here, I'll, I'm gonna, I'll put it in my own translation, are you going to not allow HHS grants, funding from the HHS, to hospitals in states that are not going to lop off testicles of 14-year-old boys? Are you, not, are you going to disallow HHS hospital grants for, for uh, two states where, where they are refusing to allow kill, uh, hospitals to lop off breasts and lop off penises of 14-year-old boys and girls. Are you going to not allow them to be funded via HHS grants? He, of course, refuses to answer by saying, again, just, just by pontificating generalities of, well, if, if people are going to not allow life-affirming, health-affirming care, how is it health-affirming to lop off a penis? to lop off testicles and lop off breasts. If they want to lop them off when they're 18, go lop them off. But nobody should be making a decision as a 12-year-old to lop off their penis. And by the way, that's the positioning of the Democratic Party, is to take away the rights of parents to make that decision. They are legislating that as we speak. They're putting it into child CPS, child protective services, that if you don't allow it, your kids will be taken away from you. And that schools don't have to tell you that they are allowing your children to go to psychiatrists and psychologists and medical professionals that will put your kids on puberty blockers. Puberty blockers who have never, ever, puberty blocking medication that the long-term effects has ever been checked or verified at all. Nobody knows the long-term effects. You'll hear these people, the, these uh, transgender provocateurs, these perverts, They'll tell you, well, no, you would just turn puberty off, and then we can just turn it back on. There's no long study, there's no long-term studies that can confirm that because it's never been used long-term. 
Same thing with the vaccinations. So they're legislating their way to do this. So again, I got all serious, but I have to show you this because it's just funny. And I'll show it to you one more time. Steve Guest video, Joe Biden defeated by the uh, teleprompter again. Play for me, Will. And I'm grateful to the members of my COVID team that I'd like to introduce to you now who will lead the way. I'm really proud of this group. For Secretary of Health and Education Service, I nominated Javier Bacaria. You know, Javier Bashera, excuse me. He currently, the Attorney General of California, leading the second largest Justice Department in America. I guess it's the HES under Joe Biden, Health and Education Services. I, I, never, I never heard of that before. HHS I heard of before. Uh, so here's another interaction. This, of course, is uh, Javier Bacaria, Bashera on the House floor. Now, here's his full interaction, about a minute long, with Kevin Kiley out of California. Kevin Kiley is usually awesome, but for some reason voted to not censure Adam Schiff, I don't get these people. Yeah. He asked, did you force two-year-olds to wear masks to save lives? Play for me, Will. Uh, Mr. Secretary, did forcing two-year-olds to wear masks save lives? I'm, do what now? Did forcing two-year-olds to wear masks save lives? Making sure people wore masks when it was appropriate was essential to make sure that we were able to get out of this pandemic. Sure, but that wasn't my question. Could you answer the question that I asked? Which is? Did forcing two-year-olds to wear masks save and, lives? And who did the forcing? Well, this, your department, or the Head Start, which is under your department, had a mask mandate until late last year for two-year-olds and above, even outdoors. Uh, so can you point to any public health benefit of that policy? Right. We, we never forced anyone to do anything because we don't have the jurisdiction or authority to do that. What we did was provide guidance on what would Mr. be Mr. Secretary, did Head Start have a mask mandate? We, we provide a mask mandate, a requirement for jurisdictions that wish to receive money to provide particular so services. So Head Start did have a mask mandate for kids, yes? We, we had a mask mandate for uh, jurisdiction, um, excuse me, for agencies that wish to get federal dollars. So that's a yes. So services. can you point to any benefit, yes to any public question. health benefit from that policy, whether it was recommended or enforced or forced, of requiring young children to wear masks? Did families benefit from the policy of using all protection, all precautions to avoid? Uh, no, I'm not asking you to COVID. rephrase yes. my question as some abstract question that you'd rather answer. I'm asking that you, as the person who's the Secretary of Health and Human Services, right now, can you point to any evidence that there was a public health benefit to forcing young children to wear masks? Well, the fact that uh, today we are not losing lives the way we lost them when we first got into this pandemic. And you think that's because we forced two year olds to wear masks? That's your interpretation. What I'm saying to you is that using good policies that give us the precautions to keep uh, our families from contracting COVID are helping save lives. I want to lives. quote to you from an article from NPR in January of 2022. It says, the United States is an outlier in recommending masks from the age of two years old. The World Health Organization does not recommend masks for children under age five, while the European equivalent of the CDC doesn't recommend them for children under age 12. In retrospect, was it a mistake for the United States to defy the international norm on child masking? The U.S. has been working closely with our international partners, and we have done more than any other country to try to help But that's not what our, I asked you. I country, asked you, was it a mistake countries? to defy the international norm on the issue of child masking? We continue to use all the best practices when it comes to making sure people take the precautions. Is there a reason you're not answering my question, Mr. Secretary? I'm, I'm answering the question the best, the best I can because you keep phrasing questions that are already geared to get a particular answer. Mr. Secretary. Um, that is the essence of a question. You're asking a question that's geared to get an answer. That's a question. 
That You see how these how demonic these people are? It's one giant symbiote. It's one giant circle bleep. That's who these people are. He goes, I, I am answering your questions, but you keep gearing your questions to get a specific answer. Uh, yeah, that would be a yes or a no, moron. Like, here's the question. Did you ever have a mask mandate under HHS? No, until he admitted that they have a mandate under HHS. He actually says, yeah, he was asked by Kevin Kiley, did HHS ever mandate masks? He said, no, we never mandated masks. And then he said, we did mandate masks under, under Head Start for anybody who wanted to receive federal funds. <laughs> so he says he never mandated masks until he admits to mandating masks. Did you ever force anyone to wear a mask? No, we never forced anyone to wear a mask until we forced them to wear a mask in order to receive Head Start funds, which they've been receiving for decades. And then suddenly in order to receive those HHS funds, you had to put a mask on a two-year-old. A two-year-old has not a significant vector of COVID-19, a zero vector of COVID-19, zero chance of dying of COVID-19, seven to 20 times more likely to die of the flu than COVID-19. So why are you masking people? You're masking people to force a behavior. You're forcing them to bow for funds. That's the point of it all. Leverage, always. Here's it. Now you think it's just him. It's not. You're like, this is over, masking, it's not over, I'm telling you right now. To people's shock and amazement, on Sunday morning, I, I told the congregation, I love to watch international, international bicycle races. <laughs> Tour de France, the Vuelta, Tour of Spain, all those, I, for some reason, you're like, why, Tom, you don't look like that. I know, As I used to watch the NFL all the time, well, I hate the NFL now, they can, you know, whatever. But, I, but I've always watched it, and they're starting to mask again. They're starting to mask again. In 2023, there are already there's announcers that are predicting that they're going to mask in the Tour de France again because people are starting to catch COVID again. Mask for what? It doesn't stop a viral infection. So what's the point of doing it? Why do you mandate a vaccine to stop transmission and infection using a vaccine that doesn't stop transmission and infection? Because you are forcing compliance. You have to have those check marks on your QR-coded mark of the beast on your phone. Remember, leverage you into a one-world commerce system with a singular access point. They control. You shall mask. You shall call a he a she. You shall call a she a he. You shall mask. You shall vax. You shall state publicly that you are against firearms. Because if you don't, they have a singular access point to everything. That's the point of it all. Are we there yet? No, but we're getting there in a hurry. And they'll pivot from disease to climate change. Climate change to disease. You have Sears, Bill, uh, Bill Gates' Contagion Conference, Catastrophic Contagion Conference, planning again, just like Event 201. The World Health Organization has already issued their global health passport. Do you know if you're a Christian and you don't see Revelation 13 and 14 unfolding right before your very eyes, you're probably not saved. Get saved today. Because you have no revelation of the word of God. You think the word of God is right-wing conspiracy theory. You think the word of God violates love. Love is the word of God. RNC research video. You think it's just about Javier Becerra? Or as Joe Biden says, Bacaria? Who is this, his health and education secretary? When there is no such thing as health and education secretary? <laughs> so here's Democrat, here's Democrat Jerry Nadler this week on the floor of the House. Play for me, Will. And when we have a pandemic like COVID-19 pandemic that we had, two-year-olds should have been required to wear masks. It would be child abuse for parents not to do that. 
because there was no vaccination available for two-year-olds. Child abuse, not to put your two-year-old in a mask. How's it child abuse? Does the, does the, does the mask prevent them from getting COVID-19? Absolutely not. Every, every single verified study that's come out has said that masks do absolutely nothing, which I've been telling you since back in March of 2020. The size of a COVID-19 part, COVID particle, 0.06 to 0.14 microns. An N95 mask starts at 0.3, almost three times that. Starts at 0.3, starts blocking particles three times that size at N95. And this idiot, this fat turd, Jerry Nadler, gets up on the floor of the, of the house and says that it's child abuse not to, not to mask your kid. How's it child abuse? It doesn't do anything. Because vaccines, which don't stop transmission or infection either, weren't available. So you're saying you should have, because vaccines that don't do anything weren't available, you should have masked them that don't do anything. See how absolutely insane these people are? And most of the church follow their dictates and has never come out and said they were wrong. Amazing to me. This is fighting fire with fire. Here's Senator Rand Paul. Play for me, Will. Years now, I've been, um, for several years now, I've been requesting unclassified records from HHS and from NIH concerning gain-of-function research. The FBI has concluded, as well as the Department of Energy has concluded, that the virus originated in the lab in Wuhan. Yesterday, they revealed the names of three scientists who they believe actually one of the scientists was patient zero the first person to get COVID, indicating that the pandemic started in the lab. I met with the chairman in January of this year to ask his help, mainly because the administration, like the previous administration, has said they will not honor any requests for records from individual senators, only from chairman. Well, on our side are all Democrats, and we haven't had a lot of luck. Until I have better luck trying to get some of this unclassified material or having any kind of letters to help me get the material, um, I will join the chairman in blocking the NIH or blocking all nominees as he's vowed to do. I'll also um, will be opposing unanimous consent for any bills out of this committee until we get some help with re retrieving, you know, taxpayers fund this research. We should be able to see the research that our government does that we funded. There is nothing classified about this, but they will not give it to us. We've discovered that at least one scientific project, which wasn't funded by DARPA, actually would have created a virus that looks a lot like what COVID-19 ended up looking like. We think they did that research even without the DARPA money, but we'd like to know if there's other grants that were granted either domestically or in foreign that are at risk for creating viruses that create could create another pandemic. But I'd be willing to... And just so everybody knows, too, is that Joe Biden has refunded, and I don't mean refund as in you get your money back, he has refunded the Wuhan Institute of Virology refunded Peter Daszak and the EcoHealth Alliance. Just so you know, the people who paid for the gain-of-function research that created the alpha variant of COVID-19. And the interesting thing, this is stolen this from my producer, Aaron, is we need to come up with a list. And Aaron, bark in or even put yourself side by side. Yeah. Because if I forget, you can, you can add in here. Because I want to give them your full, your full narrative here. Is we need to come up with a list. Maybe Aaron and I and Will, we can come up with a list of what is child abuse and what isn't according to Jerry Nadler? Because, and, and again, inter, in, you know, intercede as you see fit here. Yeah. So child abuse to Jerry Nadler is not putting a mask on your child 
to stop an infection that they have no chance of dying of using a mask that won't stop the infection anyway, but it isn't child abuse to lop off your eight-year-old's testicles. Right. No child abuse there, right? Right. Got that right. so far? Yep. What was the other thing you said? Well, and the studies show that when you do lop off their <laughs> testicles and their penis, that they end up killing themselves more often. So that's not child abuse. Yeah, yeah. that's the perfect. You bring it back to me. So that's the perfect thing. That's what I didn't want. I knew I was going to forget that part. So it's the same ideology of, you know what, we're going to use a vaccine to stop mandate and dictate a vaccine for all federal institutions and federal contractors in any company with more than 100 employees. You're mandated to take a vaccine, vaccination to stop transmission and infection using a vaccination that doesn't stop transmission and infection. Then, you know, we're going to do We're going to lop off your kids' testicles, <laughs> lop off their breasts, lop off their penises to stop them from committing suicide. And then after we do, have a higher, there's a higher percentage chance of them actually committing suicide after we lop off their testicles. Right. That's the federal government. That's who the entire evangelical world inside of the United States. That's who you obeyed. And I know I'm preaching to the choir. It's not, there's 518 people that are on right now. And I know that most of you did not obey, but I'm telling you, most evangelical Christians and most, most conservatives, most senators, most congressmen wore masks, dutifully pimped and hoard vaccines, dutifully took three or four vaccines. You took them. You took them at the behest, at the dictate, at the mandate of people like Jerry Nadler who believe that it's child abuse not to mask a two-year-old, but it's not child abuse to lop off the penis of a 14-year-old to commit that, to, to stop that 14-year-old from committing suicide when you actually, by lopping off his penis, increase his odds of committing suicide. That's who they are. And all the Christians do what they say. It's amazing to me. And there's some probably that are watching, well, we stopped, we stopped. You may have stopped, but have you ever said you were wrong? Have you ever said you were wrong? You might want to try it sometime. You know what that's called? It's in Matthew chapter 4, verse 17. From that time, Jesus began to preach and say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. 1 John 1, 9, confess your sin. Confess that if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just and forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. I'm not saying that you sin by following COVID things, but confession's a good thing. So let me show you this. Speaking of absolute falsehoods, now this is my Rochelle Rolinsky section of the show. Chief Nerd video, full exchange from the hearing. Play it for me, Will. On June 21, 2021, President Biden stated, quote, if you are vaccinated, you're not going to be hospitalized. You are not going to be in the intensive care unit. You are not going to die, end quote. Again, simply yes or no, by that date, were there vaccinated Americans that were hospitalized? Um, what I can tell you is at the time, CDC was releasing increasing data showing the immense protection of vaccines against severe disease, hospitalization, and death. But by that date, were there vaccinated Americans that were hospitalized? Um, I, you know, maybe I will say this. We still, to this day, do not have data on people who are coming into the hospitals who are vaccinated. That is a data point that we have lacked. Well, I appreciate you saying that because that is another thing that we need to look into. There is a clear message that is coming through. This is becoming a pandemic of the unvaccinated. And we're seeing it in the data. Unvaccinated Americans account for virtually all recent COVID-19 hospitalizations and deaths. 
We still, to this day, do not have data on people who are coming into the hospitals who are vaccinated. That is a data point that we have lacked. So let's go, let's go backwards on this. So she says <laughs> in July 16th of 2021 that the hospitals were full of COVID-19, vac- uh, COVID-19 infections of, of people with COVID-19 who were unvaccinated. The hospitals were full. This was a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Hospitals were full of the unvaccinated, which was patently false, by the way. They were all vaccinated. But then says simultaneously, now in a, in a hearing in 2023, after the last two and a half years of her saying that the hospitals were full of COVID-19 patients who were unvaccinated, she says under oath at a congressional hearing, that we don't, we never got vaccination information. We have no hospitalization vaccination information. So they have no idea of those COVID-19 patients who was vaccinated and who wasn't after publicly saying as this CDC director on numerous shows that everybody infected, that everybody hospitalized with COVID-19 were the unvaccinated. For years saying everybody in the hospital with COVID-19 was unvaccinated. And now in 2023, she says, we never had the data coming into hospitals of who was vaccinated, who wasn't. This is who you took your marching orders from if you're vaccinated. This is who you took your marching orders from if you were masked or closed down your churches or stood six feet apart at Scott Gottlieb's behest. Well, this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. The, uh, the hospitals are full of the unvaccinated. Well, we've never actually gotten hospital data telling us who was vaccinated and who wasn't. Understand that's who we are. And the other thing is bold-faced lies, she says. And she said that early results were that this was a very effective vaccination. Well, really, because the Pfizer documents have revealed that they never even tested the COVID vaccine to see if it stopped transmission or infection. And this is also the same vaccine pimp and whore, yes, whore, Rochelle Walensky, who went out and said, to, if you're pregnant, go get vaccinated, when 28 out of 32 women in the vaccine Pfizer trial miscarried. This is who these demonic, wretched, horrible people are. It's a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Everybody being hospitalized with COVID-19, July 16th, 2021, seven months in, to the vaccine program, she says that everybody being hospitalized with COVID-19 is unvaccinated. And then in a hearing in June of 2023, publicly testifies that they have no idea who's vaccinated or unvaccinated when they enter a hospital. Those hospitalized with COVID-19, they have no data that reveals whether they're vaccinated or unvaccinated. No, no idea. But then goes on TV claiming that everybody in the hospital who with COVID-19 is unvaccinated. That's who these people are. Joe Biden was spouting the same thing. Francis Collins, Anthony Fauci, all spouting the same thing with no data. Just like they said that the vaccine stopped transmission infection with no data. They say it, they say their lies and their obfuscation with such conviction too, mm-hmm. such certainty. You gotta be really demonic to pull that off. They could probably pass a polygraph. Where the heck am I? I don't even know. Oh, here I am. I wrote it, okay, here. sorry. All right, look at this one. Now this, it, just to back it up now, she says that early on, this thing, this vaccination against, and, and again, she'll always claim that everything changed when, it, when, when the variants changed. That early on, this, you'll hear this from numerous officials, 
that this vaccine, when it comes to transmission infection, because she was out there pimping and whoring that the vaccine stopped transmission. We have numerous videos of her pimping and whoring that the vaccine stopped transmission infection, right? Yeah. Same thing with Fauci, same thing with Joe Biden, same thing with, with, all, with all the other public officials, both in, in the United States and outside. Always saying that it stopped. And then he said, well, then it mutated. It went from alpha to delta, and then it no longer stopped transmission infection. But as long as it was under alpha, it was stopping transmission infection. The vaccine trial was under alpha, and Pfizer and Moderna never even checked to see if their vaccine stopped transmission infection. That's absolute fact from Pfizer's released documents. They never checked it. So when you have Rochelle Walensky, Joe Biden, and Anthony Fauci, and numerous and other Surgeon Generals, and the two Surgeon Generals, the one under Trump and the one under Biden, coming up and saying, and the, those in charge of the vaccine, or the, the COVID response task forces, both under the Trump and Biden administrations, claiming that this stops transmission and infection, understand that the vaccine developmental data showed they never even checked to see if it stopped transmission and infection. Not, not to mention all of the adverse effects and death that it caused. Both in, in 1,200 people died in the vaccine trial alone. And these people are claiming safe and effective, stop transmission infection. And somehow, so this was a vaccine that didn't stop transmission infection under alpha. And Walensky and other health officials says that it did. And the vaccine trial was under alpha. The vaccine trial was using the alpha variant. And they never even checked to see if it stopped transmission infection. And by the way, if it stopped transmission infection, why did more people die after the vax rollout? 300,000 people, this is using their own numbers that I don't believe, but she's using their own numbers against them. 300,000 people died in the United States of COVID-19, they say, pre-vaccine rollout, and somewhere in the neighborhood of eight to 900,000 died afterwards, and that's after they vaccinated 171 million Americans. So how did it ever stop transmission and infection? How did it ever stop severe hospitalizations, severe cases, hospitalizations, and deaths? It never did. There's all lies. All they do is lie. And they're going to do the same thing with CO2. They're going to do the same thing with the next outbreak. They've got to have it because every time they use some sort of conjured up emergency that they offer, the, they make it up out of thin air or cause it to happen just like they did with the alpha variant, cause it to happen and then offer you their totalitarian solutions. Mask, vax five times, QR coded marks of the beast, vaccine passports, new global health passport under the World Health Organization. That was released last week. People say, the COVID's over. It's over? The World Health Organization, funded by your tax dollars, just released, just put out its global health passport, which requires you to get a vaccination. So she says, Rochelle Walensky says, this was great for stopping hospitalization and death. The vaccination was. It was great for it. Really? Is that true? Well, let's look at the news, news reports. Play it for me, Will. But his story is different than nearly every other one we've heard because he died, even though he was vaccinated. Now confirmed, a vaccinated patient has died from COVID complications at Thomas Hospital. Patricio Elizondo died after succumbing to lung complications from COVID-19. 
Elizondo's diagnosis after a chest x-ray was unexpected. He was fully vaccinated. He's mourning the loss of his wife after she died from COVID-19. He says the Henry County teacher was fully vaccinated. Just devastated after their loved one lost her battle with COVID, even though she was fully vaccinated. Henry County resident has died from the virus in spite of having gotten the shot. And 27 fully vaccinated people have also died from COVID-19, this despite getting their shots in the North Bay, who was fully vaccinated, got COVID and then died. Her friends say she was a talented painter, singer and businesswoman. She lost her own father, even though he was fully vaccinated. It's so sad. Napa County Public Health Officer Dr. Karen Relucio says the COVID-19 victim was fully vaccinated. On the case of a man who died after getting vaccinated. EMS dispatch records say a 68 year old woman had an allergic reaction at a public health vaccination hosted at the Keystone School in Ozaki. Evans obituary says she died Wednesday from a reaction to the COVID vaccine. Dallas County officials who tell us one person has contracted COVID and died after being fully vaccinated. Investigating the death of a woman who passed away several days after getting her second Moderna vaccine. Family says the mother and grandmother was healthy before she got her shot and that her sudden death came as a shock. Put more research into little is known about the person who died in Placer County, their age, gender, what vaccine they received. We found four reported deaths filed by Utah families and their caregivers. One particular case stood out to us, a 39 year old single mom from Ogden with no known pre-existing condition. A common thread among the three people in San Diego County who died of COVID, even though they were fully vaccinated. 18 year old boy in Michigan. Michigan died following his second dose of the COVID vaccine. Health officials described uh, Jacob Clinic as a healthy boy. He had the usual symptoms after that second shot. He felt tired uh, and had a fever, he had a bit of a stomach ache as well, uh, but it didn't seem too serious. According to health officials, Jacob died in his sleep. So there are the facts. And this one thing I am a pimp for, and that's rumble. Listen, everybody, make sure you're switching over to Rumble. They're banning me on Facebook. They ban me routinely on YouTube, trying to get our Rumble audience up to 1,000. We've got 320-something on there right now, 530 on all the platforms, but trying to get our Rumble audience. If you're on Facebook, switch over to Rumble. Go to the App Store. Get the Rumble app. We've got to have a parallel culture because we've got to be able, when they shut us off of Walmart, then we've got to have our own grocery store. When they shut us off of YouTube, then we've got to have our Rumble. When they shut us off of, of, of Twitter, then we've got to have Getter. Get, we, Twitter's better now with Elon, but we've got to have a parallel society, parallel culture, parallel economy. So switch over to Rumble. I don't make any money off of Rumble. I think we've made $127 so far. Yeah. $127 on Rumble so far. So I'm not making money off of Rumble. I'm not an owner of Rumble. Anything I make off Rumble, I'm going to give to the church anyway. So switch over. I haven't been able to, to put out a friend request in close to three years on Facebook. And they just, all they do is limit my reach, ban me. The only way for you to even find me, none of our announcements go out. None of our posts go out to anybody. You have to actually go to my page to see what's going on. But that just switch over to Rumble and let's build a Rumble army. Amen? All right. So anyway, listen, got a lot of videos, a lot of videos. It's just like church, right? Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. So it's a different podcast, a different kind of podcast right here. Preach Bible it. and facts, Bible and facts, hellfire, brimstone and facts, all meshed together because that's what it should be. All right, lots of videos to follow back here. Saturday night, including on the Christian Television Network, back here Saturday night for 55 Minutes of Fury. Do not miss it. One last thing. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
for being here on the podcast with me. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Understand that I really, really appreciate you. I really do. I appreciate each and every one of you. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. See you Saturday night. From everyone who has been given much, or Romans 8.32, everything, all things. Ephesians 1.3, everything, every spiritual gift is yours. What was this much that was given to you? in two words. Holy Ghost. Nobody's got the Holy Ghost but you. The unsaved do not have the Holy Ghost. You got it. Narrow is the way and few find it. We are supposed to be a remnant that the world is petrified of because of the power of the Holy Ghost. That's the much that was given to you. enjoyed watching the Tom Lipley podcast, would you consider investing in the program? Go to TomLipley.com and donate any amount to the podcast and we will send you this exclusive TLP shirt.